Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And greetings, listeners. This is our letter to the podcaster edition of our 18th series of Sendition, and we cannot wait for you to hear from our guest today. Her name is Rachel Kurpati, and she is here with us today on call. Rachel, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, so hi, my name is Rachel Kurapati. I am a sophomore in um, Seattle, Washington, and um, I created an app um, that helps teenagers manage their mental health, and um, I'm really interested in entrepreneurship, business, and um, the intersection of healthcare with business. So yeah, I'm super glad to be here. Thank you, Claire and Cece, for allowing me this chance. So yeah, yeah of course, we're glad to have you on board. Um, so how did you get into entrepreneurship in the beginning? Oh, yeah. So from an early age, I was always interested in entrepreneurship. You know, I saw great CEOs like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, right? I was always so inspired by the way that they drove millions of people to buy their products. And they basically provided the life force for like the whole economy. And like, even just they became major celebrities. So I was always really inspired by them. So I decided to try this word called entrepreneurship, which I had no idea what it meant when I was so young. But um, I joined this program called TYE. And essentially, the point of the program was to build a business plan and pitch it to real investors that do invest in real companies as like a profession. So um, we were supposed to create that business plan. And so my dad just enrolled me there. And so that's that was my first foray into entrepreneurship. And from there, everything just spiraled and grew into one of my greatest passions now. So, yeah. <laughs> What exactly did you create from the Teen Youth Entrepreneurship, or rather, what did you pitch? Yeah, so like I mentioned earlier, I created an app. Um, I We named it Althea, after the Greek goddess of healing. And it was supposed to help teenagers manage their mental health. So the story behind that is at my school, um, unfortunately, I think a couple years ago now, um, there was one football player, I think. Um, he committed suicide. Um, I can't remember why, but it really hit home, right, for everyone at our school because I knew him. I mean, I saw him walk around in the hallways and he was just gone, you know, that really left a lasting impact on the school. But, well, maybe not on the school because the next day everybody was fine, but it really did leave a lasting impact on me. I mean, it, it was just tragic, you know? Imagine the family, the friends, right? Everyone who was even closer to Zach than I was, that was just devastating, right? So that suicide at school really opened my eyes as to the problem out there. And the problem is that teenagers struggle with their mental health, but it's often overlooked because, you know, teenagers are busy, they have so much going on, and it's just not, you know, fair that everything is just overlooked. So that was my um, main motivation behind this idea. So I created this app in order to help teenagers, you know, have a better mental health. So yeah, that's what I did in Thai. I understand exactly how you're t- describing because I think for high schoolers, at least especially for Claire and I who have gone through like almost all four years of high school, it's so normalized, right? Like being stressed, um, being frustrated, not getting enough sleep, and 
that all contributes to um, risks of suicide and depression as well, right? Yes, yeah, I mean, it's scary. <laughs> yeah, this, I feel like those contributions are also kind of like a competition now. Like, oh, how much mm. can you pile onto your plate before breaking? Or how little sleep can you get before, you know, you pass out in the middle of class or something? Yeah. I don't know, it's just, just a culture of, like, bragging about these kinds of things. Obviously not good, but... I think it's just a societal norm nowadays, you know, the Mm -hmm. just piling too much on your plate, see how much you can handle. And I think it's just taking a toll on teenagers, mental health, and leading to these crazy emotions like suicide and depression, right? So I think, um, you know, all of those are definitely factors that play into it. Yeah. And honestly, like, people have been saying this for a very long time, right? Like, that... Um, the way high schoolers are currently living are emotionally is emotionally um, and physically dangerous for us, right? And I mean, I'm sure my friends know this, like, oh, it's not good to do so, but you just can't like help yourself. It's like kind of ingrained in our culture where you can't really get out of it, you know? And like, you know, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to be kids, but luckily, you know, there are kids out there like you who are changing um, the landscape for it. And I'd like to know more. And like one thing is definitely your app, right? Um, I'd be really happy if you could kind of walk through your initial steps to creating your app. Yeah, so um, with my app, right, in TYE, we were paired with a mentor. So my mentor was a practicing psychiatrist And um, she was really helpful in terms of, you know, highlighting the actual problems that she saw kids in her, like, clinic clinic, um, face. So that was, like, something that was really insightful. So from there, I had, you know, friends that had been through depressive episodes at a point. So we talked to them. We also had a bunch of team members who were really willing and also... TYE, the larger organization that supports it, was really instrumental in providing resources and connections in order to, um, you know, augment the experience and get every, literally everybody's um, opinion on it. And so I think all of those really helped shape the app. So the app is basically um, where like teenagers can, it's supposed to be like a one-stop shop. So everything that you need should be in Althea for at your fingertips when you're depressed and you don't know where to look. So the point of um, the app is that it has different features. So the first is like meditation, de-stress to kind of calm down. And the second is like a chatbot that gives you like different suggestions. And um, the third is just a place, like another social media app where you can connect with your friends, but everything is done in a safe manner to make you feel better about yourself and not damage your mental health in any way. That's very interesting. Like how exactly, because studies have definitely shown and we can all feel the effects that social media can be very toxic and um, lead to a lot of comparison, which will eventually result in to a lot of um, in a lot of negative emotions and feelings for anyone, especially teenagers, right? How exactly is your social media different than like the current social media? Yeah, so what makes ours a little different is that if you type in any sort of word that's related to suicide, so it could be like death, 
kill, Mm -hmm. uh, hate. If you type in that, uh, the app will give you, like, a pop-up. Like, hey, this is not healthy. Do you want to relax? Do you want to de-stress, right? So that's what really sets us apart from other social media apps. Interesting. So um, for your app, how did management look like for it in the beginning, like when you were first developing it? Yeah, so when we were first developing it, the problem that we faced is that, you know, I was always interested. I'm personally, I'm a music person, right? I'm a more creative, um, but also like kind of, I'm a science person, right? So I think the the problem that we faced at the beginning was that no one else on our team was really a tech person. And so that oh. presented a, a really big problem, you know, for creating an app. But, um, you know, through the gracious funding given to us by TYE, we were able to hire a team of developers to build our app. So um, it was basically me and my team working with developers to get this out there so that, you know, people can use it. So that was basically how things looked like at the beginning. Oh, okay. Like, um, were these developers like fully like adults? Because you guys were teens, right? Yeah, they were super shocked to see a group of teens hiring them. But yes, they were. <laughs> they were like full-time professional developers. So it was kind of crazy. <laughs> How did you exactly work with them? Like share your, I like say like, oh, this is what I want the interface to look like. Or like, I want this. Yeah, so how we worked with them was that they... Okay, so I told you about our mentor. Our mentor's brother-in-law was actually the CEO of the company that, um, you know, did build our project. So we had like that direct line of, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we had that direct line of communication, which was really helpful in terms of getting things done. And especially the tight time schedules that we were on because we had to pitch it at the competition. So Mm -hmm. the that really direct line of communication really helped in terms of getting things done quickly and effectively. That's some great networking there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and from then, right, after, or actually as you created your app, did your management, or how did you exactly manage your team then, right? Were there specific roles that you played, or was it more of just like an uh, like an equal contribution, or kind of like everybody did everything together? Mm, yeah I mean I know like personally from my little bubble of teen entrepreneurs I know lots of people struggle with managing their team members and uh, making sure that you know everything gets done on time when it needs to be done but also not hurting anyone's feelings right I think that's something that's really Mm -hmm. skillful and really necessary for anyone who wants to go into entrepreneurship but um how I managed my team was that at the beginning when we joined the TYE program we all assigned roles based on um, a survey that they had us fill out so we all were given roles so I was the CEO and we had a couple um, different other people so those roles really helped guide us in terms of structure and um, just norms and how to communicate to people so we also use different team management software I mean we we switched every other week but we still tried to (laughs) use it anyway so yeah I mean we basically just figured out what had to be done listed it out and just got cracking like there's not really 
too much to talk about there. So yeah. <laughs> mm. Do you guys kind of uh, do you guys meet in person? Say, cause this is is this before this is before COVID. Yeah, um, actually, so it was like pre-COVID. I I think it started at the beginning of my freshman year. So it was uh-huh. there pre-COVID, but we weren't very active because we all had to meet in person, and so that was just uh-huh. like a pain, you know, coordinating <laughs> times. Yeah. So then after the pandemic, it, it actually made our life a lot easier. So we were able to get like a lot more done, which was really nice. One benefit of the pandemic. <laughs> because what we are now meeting online all the time and it's like a norm because before no one would say hey let's hop on a call let's hop on a zoom i know it was always you have to have to have to meet in person which didn't make sense but it's okay we have now figured that out yeah yeah that's what happened with mock trial as well so claire and i do mock trial and before our before covid right our coach would always tell us, we used to meet every week on Wednesdays, but as a whole team, and our coach would always tell us, hey, like, practice outside with your um, with your specific group, um, like, sub-team, uh, practice with your lawyer or your witness, but people didn't really do so because you had to meet, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and people had to get places and whatnot, but now with COVID, and you could argue that we do have more time, but now like since we've implemented discord which we didn't have before right mm-hmm. we would just say hey let's hop on a voice channel and just like practice like once and it takes five minutes yeah so it really like i think that is actually one of the plus for all the things that have happened in the pandemic and yeah what caused like all the remotes yeah I mean, the only thing I lost was $15 a month for Zoom. That's that's all. But I gained a <laughs> lot of time. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's a trade-off, but in it's the end... It's a good trade. It's a good trade, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. For sure. It's okay. Were there any other changes that you had to make because of COVID that maybe, like, weren't so beneficial? Yeah, so um, the the changes that happened was uh, kind of sad, actually. But um, oh. we, okay, so the TYE thing, we live, I live in Seattle. And so the TYE Seattle chapter actually happens at Microsoft. So um, like Microsoft headquarters. And so the really, really um, sad thing about, you know, last year was that everything was virtual because we would have gotten to go to like the real Microsoft campus and pitch with like like press coverage like it was a big deal. Oh wow. Damn. Yeah, so we didn't get to go and I don't know if that I can't tell you if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> I do know that next year when it opens we will be pitching there because that was like my request. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was one thing we missed out on. And then even at, like, the global competition, we would have flown out to, I think this year it was Atlanta. So, yeah, we missed out on those. But other than that, I mean, yeah. That's that's really cool. I mean, like, for just a team to be part of such a program that allows you to pitch with press coverage is very, very... um, I mean... Not only is it prestigious, but it's also nerve-wracking, right? Oh, it is. It is terrifying. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, okay, the, that's the nice thing about online is that you don't have like 200 people staring at you with cameras going, right? That is true. That that's is true. so true. Because you could just ignore it, right? <laughs> you could just be like, I don't know. Or even like switch to another tab. Yeah, that, that's what I like, did. You're talking to yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel that it was just so, like, it would have been crazy because you would have to like do your hair do your makeup not that I didn't do my hair when I gave my pitch but Uh (laughs) it's only for other people it's just different you know yeah yeah Yeah, I think there it's like two different completely different ball games right so yeah I don't know that was something we missed out on but good thing I guess (laughs) (laughs) there's a plus side and a negative side yeah um it's okay we can focus on the plus it's okay makes our life easier yeah. <laughs> so what did you, like, what exactly was part of your pitch when you did it? Like, what did you talk about? Like, of course, you talked about what the app did, but how did you, like, try, what were some points that you made to try to convince these people to really invest? Yeah, so um, the main focus was that this was supposed to be a business plan competition, meaning that um, uh-huh. we had to come up with, like, a full-blown business plan. So that meant like financial projections, marketing, cost, revenue, analyses. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a big deal. That's so a lot. <laughs> it was. I think if if yeah, if I remember correctly, like all the work we did came up to like sixty five slides. It was whack. It was insane. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> how long did it take for you to do all of that? It really only took three months during the summer. Like, I had a great team of people working with me and without them. And, like, we would spend, I think, like, six hours a day over the summer just on calls with different professionals and people who were amazing. And they were willing to guide us and give their time, input, and perspectives. And all of those like really played out in terms of their feedback their recommendations like change this to this color especially like the technology side of it we had um, Uh one person come in who's like a professional ux designer at amazon and so although i'm like a creative person i'm not like an aesthetic person (laughs) so Uh it was so helpful to like say that like oh you need to have this button on the side because people normally click with their thumb and not with their index right and it was kind of like crazy to see all of this like psychology really go back into the creation and development especially UX and um technical wise it was just mind-blowing so I think you know all that work I I have to credit it to my team and to all the amazing people who spent so much time working with us and helping us develop it to get it to the stage so yeah (laughs) I feel like so many people don't understand how much psychology is embedded into, what, everything? Like, in the terms of marketing and things like that, you have to know what people are thinking so then, you know, you can entice them into buying your product or using your product. And same with user interface, right? The whole thing about, oh, people use their thumbs and not their index fingers. I feel like a lot of people miss. Yeah. Like, the general people miss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it definitely is, like, in the details, right? Because you don't really think of that when you're scrolling through it. You just, it's just natural to you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, all, like, that's what got me interested in psychology in the first place, right? I, I am still really interested. I want to go into neuroscience when I grow up, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that was, like, my first foray, you know, into that field, and I think that that's, you know, something that, you know, really inspired me to go into that direction in the future, so, yeah. <laughs> and where exactly is your app with, and in regards to TYE today, right? Yeah, so, um, the TYE program, we graduated out of it, unfortunately, but we're in the second year program oh. now. Um, and what we are doing is we are currently working with different school districts in um, the Seattle area to pilot the app. So to give it to their students and to have, you know, their, their students like test it out, see what they like, don't like, what they would add, get more, you know, user specific feedback. And, um, you know, we are currently like working with them in order to make sure that, um, everything can work properly and um you know get it tested so then we can send it out and release it to the public which is what we'd like to do soon and what um like exactly is the second part because you said you graduated but then you went on to like their oh yeah so um the first the first half of the program is Uh um Um, Okay, so the first year is divided into two parts. I think it's the learn and the build. I can't remember the names for them. But um, (laughs) the first one is where you learn, right? It's more of a classroom kind of setting where you learn Mm -hmm. about entrepreneurship and you learn like the paper pencil things that you need to know to make your business plan. And, you know, you're asking, like, where you got all that from, that as well. That also did help. Um, And the second one is really, second half of the program, is really where you focus on the actual, your idea and your, um, like, developing that and developing the pitch deck and um, any prototyping things, um, gaining traction. So that's, like, the two halves of the program. And then the second year program is basically an extension of the second half. So they provide you with a mentor, um, more resources, potentially funding, um, Mm -hmm. anything that you might need in order to scale your business and, um, you know, to make it a real thing. So other teams in the second year program have gone to have, like, actual real paying customers on their apps. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, ours will be, like, in a school with like kids which is still blows my mind but (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean yeah so that's basically what the second year program does that's great to hear um I mean I guess you've already talked about kind of already what you're doing with your app as like uh the current situation but are there any goals that you specifically have for this app Yeah, so um, the goal that we, you know, the ultimate, ultimate goal is to get this in the hands of every single teenager who would need it, right? And obviously, you know, that could even require my whole life. I might have to give up my day job and go work on this. But, you know, I will. I, I really believe passionately in this cause. And I think that, you know, somebody has to champion it. So, 
I, you know, that's the ultimate goal. For like the next couple of years, our goal is to get it into school districts. So um, different districts around, around the U.S. do different things. But um, my school mm-hmm. district hands out computers. Um, well, obviously now all of them are handing out computers most likely. Mm-hmm. But um, so our goal is to get our app on school computers so that any kid who's going to school has access to it. So, oh, yeah, so that's our, we hope to have, like, I know, like, the ed tech industry is um, something that takes really long to get your app onto a um, school district, but, you know, we hope to have it at least by the time I graduate high school, so, like, in a couple years, that's the, that's the plan. Well, I hope that you are able to achieve your plan (laughs) as soon as, as you can, you know? Thank you, yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, with, obviously, with big goals and big success, there are definitely, like, troubles, concerns, failures. Um, So, were there any times where you encountered those? And if so, how did you deal with them? Yeah, so, obviously, with all the highs, there there are their lows, like you said. Um, So... One major trouble that we encountered, apart from the none of us being tech people yeah. thing, um, the other thing that happened was that, you know, we had people not pull their weight or um, uh. not, like, do their part. And I think, you know, that was something disheartening as a team lead, but it was also disheartening as a, you know, a team member, right, working on this. Uh-huh. So we had, to, we had to have lots of conversations as to their future involvement, and those were not always positive conversations I'll just say that so um I think from all of that I gathered that like the most important thing to me is connections right your relationships with people and how you can use those to benefit you so those are like these communication skills that like at school they'll ask you to give a presentation or work in groups and I I'm the first person to complain like I don't like it but at the same time it's a necessary evil in order to make sure that you learn these important skills that you know later on in life or honestly any field forget about entrepreneurship will come in handy right so I Mm -hmm. think Uh that that was something that I really took away like um your connections with people are really one of the most important things so yeah yeah, I mean, in any school you go to, I feel like group projects are definitely something that can cause a lot of trouble if you don't have the right group mates, right? Yeah. Right, if people don't pull their own weight and you're forced to make up for it. Because, you know, it's a group grade, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, group work is a big part of high school, and I think... Hopefully, your entrepreneurship has definitely helped your, you know, working in groups in high school, but it's still hard, right? So as a teenager, how do you exactly balance your schoolwork and this massive commitment to um, TYE and also other things, right? I mean, maybe you have other clubs, uh, friends to hang out with, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're all busy high schoolers, I think, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that balance could be really hard to maintain, though, although I, this is one of my dreams to spend, like, 
a night out and like go to school the next day and like be tired. I've never actually done that. <laughs> Although really? I really oh I want <laughs> to. <laughs> My mom would never let me stay up that late because she's always uh, like food. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. She she cares for me. But um I think that that balance, there are nights that, you know, I'll be up till three, four, five, and it will be exhausting. But what keeps me going every day is that I'm doing something positive, right, to help the community. And I think that, you know, I've always, Steve Jobs, I mentioned him, he's one of my biggest role models ever. He's such an inspirational figure in terms of how, you know, he had an emphasis on design. So that's why I, I really like design and I think that it's something that's super important. And even just Apple or anything has changed our worldview so much. It's literally revolutionized the way that generations to come will interact with technology and um, different things like that. So he has always been one of my biggest inspirations. And so what keeps me going even through you know these hard times late nights is that i can have an impact like maybe not you know like steve jobs but at least a fraction a sliver of his impact knowing that i'm doing some good and helping society get to a place where everyone is happy and everyone has a life worth that they feel is worth living right i think that really pushes me to keep going so yeah <laughs> Very well said. Um, and you seem to have a great passion for entrepreneurship and, you know, for the good of the society, right? Many teens are now into entrepreneurship, as I'm sure you know, with all these programs that are geared towards um, teens. And do you have any advice that you would give to these people who are just interested and really want to find experience with their, you know, like maybe their own project, their own start. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, to anybody who wants to go into entrepreneurship, one of the most important things is to find your passion. You know, my passion is making sure every teen has the resources they need to effectively manage their mental health and, um, you know, make themselves feel better about themselves, right? I think that that is my passion. So find your niche, right? Every every person has something that they excel in. You know, you might think you're not unique, but maybe you excel in music. Maybe you even excel in sleeping. If you have to think about it that way, <laughs> then, then you will, okay? That is something, a positive mindset is something I always try to <laughs> work for. But, um, yep. Yeah, so I think that, you know, just finding your niche and making sure that, okay, this, what I'm doing is something that I'm really passionate about, right? For me, mm -hmm. I know this is kind of cliche, but I would not want to do something every day that I hate. I can't do that. I I physically cannot. I will, <laughs> I will quit, okay? So I yeah. think... Yeah, so you have to be truly passionate about what you're doing. So finding your niche is something that's really important. And also, right, once you find your niche, finding that passion to keep going. Mine was Steve Jobs. Um, 
Yours can be somebody else that you look up to, right? In whatever field. This doesn't even apply to entrepreneurship, really anything, right? Finding something that keeps you going to wake up every day and do your do your work, right? I think that passion, that intrinsic motivation to do something that will benefit you, the world, will change, you know, the status quo or something like that. I think finding that motivation is something that's really important. So, and, um, you know, going into entrepreneurship specifically, I think um, one important thing is, I mentioned the importance of connections and relationships, but also Mm -hmm. the willingness to put in your work, right? We're all tired. We have busy lives. Um, But, you know, if you have that passion, that motivation, it's going to keep you going. Um, there were nights where I was up, I think the latest, actually now now that I'm remembering, the latest I've stayed up is 24 hours because I was busy working on the app with the developers. And so yeah. I think that that 24 hours, I didn't feel exhausted. I was fighting with my mom to stay up because it was something I cared about. And it was something that... Mm-hmm you know, I, I enjoyed doing, it didn't feel like work to me. It felt like play. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think that really finding something that you're interested in and passionate about is definitely, definitely the main thing that you'd need if you want to go into entrepreneurship. So yeah, that would be my spiel. Yeah. I, I think just make sure that you get enough sleep, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Oh no do no no! That that was in summer. I get sleep now. I promise. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Well, for those who may be interested, maybe helping out or accessing your learning resources for Althea, um, could you share with our listeners how they might be able to do so? Yeah. So, um, one, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a little plug here, but um, there are lots of yeah, different sure. um you know, organizations that really have amazing resources out there that are dedicated to helping um, teenagers. So I know the Diamond Challenge does a great, great job. Um, I can, we can find some way to include a link, but um, the Diamond Challenge is great. Also, TYE has just amazing programs and everything's virtual now. So a lot easier for you to uh, access those things but um i i just think you know getting connected and plugged into this group of people that you know are like-minded and like have the same motivation as you is also something that's really rewarding because um you you meet with these people who have the same passions as you and you're all working towards making society better and i think that bonds you with the other people as well as gives you like more of a sense of achievement and accomplishment when you do achieve something so being connected and plugged in to those right resources is definitely something that's um super important with um you know learning or um like accessing different resources that might help so yeah (laughs) that's great to hear because you guys are you're still beta testing right Yes, yeah, we still, we still, I think we're, Mm. yeah, we're right now in the process of, like, pre, okay, so school districts have a lot of um, rules that you have to go through Mm -hmm. before you can beta test, so we're, like, working through those hoops and hurdles right now, but um, we will be beta testing, hopefully, by the end of this year. That's great to hear. Um, Well, 
that's all that we have for you today, Rachel. I really enjoyed this chat. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We, I mean, I had a great time, you know. This was, yeah. <laughs> because I think we never really had um, a guest yet who's gone through, like, the ins and out of such an ex- um, comprehensive and extensive program. So your insight has definitely widened my um, perspective of what business comps are like or, like, b- these programs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think my set of experiences is really unique and diverse. And, um, you know, I really appreciate you having me. I think I think lots of listeners will benefit from all this information. So, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I wasn't even that sure how many people are actually required to develop an app. I don't. Well, I know there's a lot, but (laughs) it just hasn't exactly been brought up to me personally, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think all of it is really behind the scenes, but um, it all pays off, you know, once your people are using your app, it pays off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's all we have today. We really hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Have a great Sunday.